So, episode three of the Beginner's Perspective Yes to Fitness podcast. So, I have a special guest, Jason, on the podcast today. So, obviously, Jason isn't a beginner um, in this sport, but has helped me from the beginning of my journey. So, I wanted to get Jace on the podcast to go back to his beginning roots, uh, talk to everyone that's listening about getting into the journey and as he is experienced has a lot of knowledge on what the best route is in and when to start thinking about competitions or photo shoot preps or getting a coach so i'm going to dive in we're going to ask jace a few questions on his journey so far um and see if he can go back to his beginning days obviously jace has stepped on stage before so what it was like for him to step on stage for the first time um and yeah just going to let jace introduce himself quickly so, hey, I'm Jace, uh, online coach, and I've competed, I think, nine or ten times now. So, quite a lot, quite experienced. Um, put a lot of guys like Ashley himself, first time was on stage. So, uh, that's pretty much three facts about me. And, yeah, let's get stuck in. Real. So, yeah, we're just going to touch on um, what you sort of do as when you started in the industry. So, uh, obviously, you're an online coach. Um, and you don't do any PT work from what I understand now. You don't actually do any work on the gym floor. So uh, was that your was that your interest when you first started as an online coach? Was you Did you go into the industry thinking you'd be a PT and now you've evolved to an online coach or was it always going to be an online coach? So pretty much uh, when I started into the industry, I only had um, a want to be an online coach. So PT didn't really appeal to me. And nothing wrong with it, don't get me wrong. It just wasn't, I didn't, find myself wanting to. I did a few PT sessions, like a handful, but you know, like I've never PT'd in the sense of where I needed to even own a diary because I had that many clients or I was looking for that many clients. It was sort of, oh mate, you fancy PTing me? And I'd be like, oh sweet, I'm at the gym myself, you know, because I used to obviously train at the gym, whatnot. oh yeah, I'll give you a PT, but it wasn't, like I've never promoted PT as a service and it was just something that wasn't of interest to me. And it, I, I don't know why, I, you know, at one point I was like, oh, if I PT, it might take the enjoyment away from my training, but it just didn't stand out to me as something I would have wanted to do. And it's a bit weird because a lot of people that get into competing or enjoy gym, you know, they all sort of, I'd say 80, 75% go down the route of wanting to PT or be in the industry on the gym floor. Yeah. That's it, because a lot of people, do you feel you've managed to get the knowledge to become an online coach through your own personal experience in the gym and that you didn't need to do a PT qualification and, and, get the knowledge i was very fortunate to be around a lot of high level pts and you know just soak up their knowledge in that sense and you know hear their stories you know their good days their bad days and just being in a scenario full time and around top coaches allowed me to not have to walk that path myself but sort of take all their experiences and take that on board myself yeah interesting so how would, what would you uh, suggest to sort of uh, anyone out there who's into the gym now, but um, sort of lacks progress with their physique, but has the vision they want to get on stage? You know, what's the next steps for them sort of as a perspective from an online coach? Oh, I'm going to strip it back to the very basics. You know, a lot of online coaches will get on this and say, hire an online coach. It's easy to say that, but, you know, before you hire an online coach, do a few basics within yourself you know so set yourself a workout program see if you can run that for 10 weeks you know start logging your lifts and you know start seeing if you can 
take them little steps in progress yourself. You know, that's the very first thing. Because if you can't follow a program that you set yourself, you're not going to be able to follow a stranger's. Um, so I would pretty much say anyone looking to take them steps, diet for 30 days. Say, can I diet for four weeks? You know, can, can I keep my hand out the cookie jar for six, seven days? You know, <laughs> you sort of, before giving away your money, run, run a free experiment. See if you can do it yourself. See if you can repeat the same workouts for 12 weeks without getting bored. And, um, you know, that's the very first step I would give you. You know, because competing looks glamorous, but if you can't diet for four weeks or you don't enjoy the keyword here being enjoy, it's not going to be for you. That's it. You know, if you can't turn down a social event, it's probably not for you. Um, so I would say run a trial and error experiment yourself. And that's stripping back to the very first thing I would say to you. And that's it. I think, you know, as, uh, there's a lot of people on the internet, on social media, it's so big nowadays that you can get a lot of tips and hints that might help you to the next stage just through contacting people in the industry online that will give you it for free. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to give a little bit of advice away, um, you know, for nothing on the internet because everyone in the industry is very helpful and wants to help everyone else out. If you've got a question, it's not going to be ignored. You know, it's probably going to get answered and get, get the results you want from it. Yeah, there's enough good guys uh, different now, like six, seven years ago. Instagram wasn't as big as it is now for fitness. Now it's blossoming, um, you know, but there's a lot of, you can reach out to a lot of people. For example, a lot of the top guys do Q&As. You can ask a question on Q&As. There's forums, um, which you can find a lot of free advice. And a lot of the guys in the industry typically will give you, you know, some good advice if they know enough about it. And secondly, if you're really serious about competing, I'd say then look into a coach because, you know, having someone look over you is always better than doing your own diet. I always believe that no matter how many times you've been on stage, you know, people say to me, you coach people, why can't you coach yourself? And <laughs> I don't want to think for myself and that, that's the honest answer. And, um, you know, and I appreciate being coached. So, and then I'd say, thirdly is see, see if you can diet, like actually set a mini tangible goal, set a photo shoot, Yeah, you know, don't just jump in the deep end. All right, can I can I do a photo shoot prep, which would then extend into a full prep? You know, because if you can't do an eight to ten week prep, you're probably not going to be able to do a fourteen to uh, fifteen sixteen week prep. So I'd say you know take mini steps towards that end goal. I think that's it as well. As well, if you set yourself a mini goal, like as a you know going to coaching now for a first timer that would come to me, I would always say do a mini cut first because as well, you haven't got the added pressure of finance. You know, it's, there's a cost of competing. You know, if you can run a mini cut and successfully and then say, right, I really want to do this to get on stage and you've saved that hassle of maybe investing quite a bit into going onto stage and then breaking down at the last part, which, you know, it does happen. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, so no, I'll definitely say for sure that should be your first step. See if you can diet yourself or right, you can diet, get a coach. See if you can diet to their level of expectations because you don't diet yourself as hard as a stranger would and it's just a fact for sure you know when you think you're lean i say to a lot of guys when i've done my own diets when you think you're lean you can always be leaner you know i'm pretty sure you sent me a check when you thought you were lean and it's like you can always be leaner so well, and then you get a close shot and you think what <laughs> yeah and then so just get someone else to diet you and see if you can the key word here is see if you're coachable yeah you know, you might not be coachable. You might not like methods. So, you know, see if you're coachable first. So take mini steps. So run an experiment diet, then employ a coach and run another diet. And then sort of, you know, when you can do that and you say, 
I enjoyed that. It weren't too bad. Then look at the extreme because competing is the very extreme um, scale of the spectrum. That's it. And you don't just coach people to compete, do you? You know, it's photoshoot, oh. you know, to get into the shape. The people quite might not understand how to get into that shape. You know, we see a lot of transformations online and some are quite, quite big transformations and some people aren't quite sure on how to get from where they are to that, but they are, you know, it's possible for them as well. And they think it's not an achievable target where actually, you know, with the right adherence to a diet, a training right, which could be for a coach, which could be just from you um, learning some stuff yourself, but you're able to get into that shape as well. So there's a lot of people out there that could benefit from a, a service. Yeah, 100%. So that leads me on to sort of a question, you know, you just said about uh, whether you are coachable, you know, there's hundreds of coaches out there now, what would you say is a good point for someone to look out for to see if that's the right coach for them, right? Um, you know, like like I say, you know, and I, I say this multiple times, see if you've got a good communication barrier with that coach. And, you know, I think that's key. So, for example, we've worked together probably coming up two years now. But, you know, if you have a question, you're never going to look at the phone and be like, can I ask Jace? No, or, no. you know, even if I am big, I always get back to, but you, you, I've worked before with people and said, is this a stupid question? When you sign up with me, one of the first things I say is, there's no such thing as a stupid question because I've asked all of them, yeah. you know, so, you know, to know if that's the right coach for you is to see if you're on the same level as that coach. And when I say that, I mean that from a point of view, a communication barrier and, you know, at the same level as your coach, if you're a first-timer, you're not going to work with Chris Aceto who gets people in the Olympia stage because that coach is just not going to see you on that same level. And I, I can guarantee the communication that you're getting from the coach will not be the same. So just find a coach on the same level as you that, you know, supports your goals and really hones into you. And you'll know that from when you sign up straight away. No, I totally agree. And as you say, with the, with the silly question thing, it's something I always say to all my clients as well, is there's no such thing as a silly question because it might seem silly in your head, but it's probably been asked 10 times before, um, if not more. So, you know, uh, if you don't know, it's always best to ask. And that, that, being honest, I think, is a is a is a, um, a skill that you need from you and your coach. You know, they're going to be honest with you uh, and you need to be honest back. You know, it's a two-way communication. Yeah, transparency as well is also to look for a new coach, you know, and an honest coach and I saw it the other day someone said oh Jace doesn't give much praise but it's because <laughs> I'm very honest in I want to get you to your goals and sometimes you know I'm not rude but you have to be brutally honest if you're not ready I'm not gonna assure you that you're gonna be ready because ultimately I'm very honest when you get on stage you reflect my brand you know before you compete the first thing I said to you is you need to diet yeah you need to do a photo shoot, then you need to rebound, then you need to go again. And this year I said, you need to do a show at the back end of the year because you just need to be a bit bigger. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people say, but I want to compete now. And I'll say, you're not ready to compete. So once you get that relationship, like we've got, because you never ever questioned me and said, no, but I want to compete in April. You said, no, no. sweet, all right, I'll compete later. And it's just, it's just being in a point where you can set goals together. No, I totally agree. It's, um, it's an interesting point. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that think maybe competing aren't for them. And um, I had a question pop up on this and it was, um, do genetics play a part for a first timer? And I just thought I'd get your perspective from it because, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, you're big on big on social media and there's a lot of people that will listen to this and, uh, and take your advice from this. So does, does genetics play a part 
when you're first wanting to step on stage? A genetic structure plays a part. You know, the way the way you're put together can hold you in a different light, you know. But when it comes to working hard, some people are not genetically gifted, but they're relentless in their pursuit to work hard. So you was in no respect one of the smallest guys on the stage. Yeah. But what variable can you control? So you sort of have to look at this, all right. I'm not the biggest guy on stage, but I can't control that. But I can control that I come in absolutely peeled. And I, what we did with you is I can control that my posing's flawless, that people are going to keep their eyes on me. So that's two things you can control. So my guys that tend to do shows, uh, I'll use Gary Ingram, for example. You know, the guys with a bigger midset, a bigger waist, sorry, uh, you know, all right, something might be aesthetically pleasing to you. You have to play your trump card and come in absolutely to the best of your ability and condition. So you need to control what you can control. So genetics might carry someone over, but I genuinely believe hard work will outwork genetics. Um, you know, in a long period of time, you know, and I'm talking in particular soft season, dieting hard. So genetics can carry you a long way, but working to your strengths. And it's really when you home into your own physique and know, all right, these are my strengths. Yeah. No, the, the, these are my strengths. This is what I really need to do to put myself against the best. So they do play a part genetics massively, but you know, if you know your strengths and um, capitalize on them, you can ultimately hold yourself and surpass someone with uh, great genetics. And ultimately, everyone's stepping on the stage for the first time at some point. So, you know, if, you, if it's something you want to pursue, then a there's a PCA, you know, put together a first time and show everyone on that stage at the first time. So I think it's a great way of just stepping on stage. And if, if this sport is for you or not, you know, you don't know until you've done it. Oh. Yeah, because I've got a big first time market. Right? Yeah. The loads of first timers on. But that, to me, that was the best thing the industry did. Yeah. Put the first time shows, you know, because when I came in, I it was you know, I was a junior and I was also an adult, so it was like you go straight into men's and you're competing against your nerve racked because everyone's competing 10 times. Whereas, you know, I remember my first show when I did the first a novice show, which is typically first time, like um, 20 and someone's 38, but yeah, they're a first time, they've got 50 <laughs> years of experience, so you know, the way, they, the way they split it up now is definitely a building block for confidence for sure. That's brilliant. Do you remember your first show, Jace? Like, is it I one do. of the ones? Uh, 2015, maybe five, six years ago now. I, I do remember it. And my first show, I was a junior, but I did the men. So, um, you know, that that's why I remember it. Because there wasn't, there wasn't in that show a first time. It was or obviously it was even junior. And there was no juniors in that show. It was run different like six years ago. There was no, it was just men. So when my first show, I'm 20 and it was just men. Love it. So yeah, it was a, in Reading, it was like 2016 or 2015. <laughs> so I've got um, a couple of questions to ask um, from my Instagram. And one was your opinion on the fact that coaching isn't regulated uh, and what your opinion is on that. Um, my opinion is I would love the industry to be regulated. Yeah. But bodybuilding is not deemed a big enough sport. It's not got enough... Um, apart from social media present, um, actual media present on it to get it regulated. There's no governing bodies and I can't see anyone with the, the financial backing or time uh, to regulate it. So how do you regulate the industry yourself? 
you sort of got to do your own research. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, social media is big enough now to, you know, if someone is an online coach online, um, but really doesn't have a clue what they're doing, it's almost regulated itself. You know, you're going to find out that the coach hasn't got the understanding of what they need to be doing. I would love for it to be regulated, but it's just never going to be, not in this day and age. And the only way you can try and regulate it is yourself. And the way I say that is great looking at results is amazing, but, you know, message client, the clients, you see. Because coaches have different tiers if it was regulated. Some communications are better. Some, some people do video check-ins. I don't. But, yeah, yeah. you know, it depends how you want to regulate and what you're looking for. So, you know, if you're interested and you look at free coaches, look at, pick free coaches, pick free their clients and just say, hey, I'm inquiring about their services. And also, you know, look at their results because at the end of the day, you employ that coach for the end result. But I do understand you want it regulated so you enjoy the process. So I would like to see it regulated. But I can't see it being regulated. It, 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 it's just, you know, because it's not deemed a, you know, personal training is deemed a job. Yeah. Online coaching is not deemed a job unless you're self-employed. So, you know, it's not going to be regulated. But, you know, the best way you can do it is research your, someone in yourself. And your, like, as a first-timer, look at that coach and say, how many first-timers have they got? Don't look at me and see my guys like that I posted today that have been with me three years and one multiple shows. No, look at my first timers and say, all right, he's got 10 first timers. I'm a first timer. Let me message them and see their experience. That's it. What's the sort of most enjoyable uh, client you have? Is it for a photo shoot prep? Is it lifestyles? Or do you love people getting on stage for yourself? Um, do you know what? It's actually funny. It's just anyone who gets to the end product. Yeah, the, the, their you goal know, they set. I get as excited. Like, I have no tears in the sense of, a comp client gets treated as a lifestyle client. There's no, diff nothing differs. You know, you'll see me, if there's a show, I'll go to my comp client show. If there's a photo shoot, I'll go to the photo shoot. Because I just appreciate how hard it is to be in shape. You know, and that's also why I'll try and do a client meet or I'll do a shoot because I appreciate all aspects of someone who just adheres. Yeah. And, you know, but obviously there is a sense of achievement because I always think when you help someone do a show, they're going to remember that for life. You know, you, yeah. you, put a blueprint in their career if they want to keep competing. So anyone who adheres really, because I still, I still get excited now. When I've got something to post, I still get excited. Brilliant. And you've got a lot to post. There's a lot of transformation. I've got a lot to post, so, and it should only get more. And even this year with uh, COVID, you know, I go to the shows in the UK out of my own pocket. Yeah. You know, I, I don't get, and I don't charge a comp price. A lot of coaches will charge more for a comp prep. I, I charge the same price. And, you know, it's out my pocket. I go to church because I just appreciate fucking out this person's life. Because remember, someone said, Oh, you're driving two hours uh, to meet a client. I said, Yeah, they've died for 16 weeks. The least I can do now is give up two hours of my time. And you it's know, not so. wasted time. You know, you're busy enough during the day with calling yeah. other clients and communication that, you know, it's not wasted time. Yes, yeah, it's, it's never wasted. And, you know, it's just, you know, giving that client that time of day to show some appreciation for what they've done for sure. Yeah. I'm going to ask two more questions, Jason, and we'll give it uh, give it an end because I know you're a busy man. But um, one is, uh, have you got more clients out in Dubai now or is it still a UK base for you or is it international? After so my client base now expands. So yesterday someone signed up from Canada. Wicked. Uh, I had two American clients checking this morning. I've got a strong client base in Ireland, uh, Tanzania as well, one or two there. 
Uh, Dubai, I've got a handful. So it's slowly growing overseas, but um, US is growing quite quickly. And no, I've got, actually got more than I think in the US. So I've pretty much got a handful in the US, a handful in Dubai, but it's ma majority of the time it is um, UK based. But no one's going to know now because my Instagram, if you see from the new year, I've not put up any photos of where I am and I'm going to sort of keep it that way. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it just helps as well. So, but no, it's growing overseas, which is nice. Like if I wake up and I get, I'll have a check-in to wake up to it's normally from an overseas client. And it's quite cool in the sense of working with them, clients overseas, because I've realized the lack of knowledge in other countries. I, I feel a lot of the other countries are a year behind the UK. In the wow. industry. Yeah, the UK is yeah. a high standard, yeah. Very high. I didn't realize that until I started helping a lot of people overseas, you know. The targo is not a thing. Intra workout carbs is not a thing in a lot of countries. So wow. we're very ahead. And I think it's just that we're very accessible to forums and being online and stuff. So no, it's cool to see um, the fitness industry from other countries' perspectives. Brilliant. Right, last question for you, Jace. Was 2020 the best year for you so far in terms of business or did it affect it by COVID? And what's your um, opinion on the COVID? Um, COVID didn't affect the business in a client retention rate, in a client gain rate, or a financial rate. It's probably the best year I've had, and I'm talking in a sense of probably a 50% increase, um, you know, because it, it allowed, it made people realise how big health and fitness was. Yeah. And like I said, the fitness industry is bulletproof. It, it's the only industry that didn't go back in the recession. And, you know, COVID didn't affect it, so I don't think there's much that can Obviously, everyone took a hit in the first lockdown and then they bounced back when people realised, all right, the only thing that's going to keep me sane is working out, you know. Yeah. And this is why a lot of the online coaches I help and speak to now have not taken much of a big hit now because whatever goes on in life, you still need fitness and to control what you eat because it makes you feel good. When you eat bad for two weeks, you feel shit. Yeah, um, sure. With everything going around, you just need to you know, have that here. So 2020 was a good year in terms of networking, being at the shows which were put on, like your shop, being at them shows that were put on because there was a lot of praise that them shows were put on in in, in the times that we had, um, you know, and um, just a good year in general. So especially in the fitness industry, you know, a lot of online coaches started out. You started out. You probably wouldn't have left your job if COVID didn't hit. So yeah. You know, everyone took an initial hit and then I think it turned out to be a good year for a lot of people. Obviously, very beneficial for the guys in the fitness industry because I know it allowed a lot of people to leave part-time jobs into, you know, pursuing online coaching jobs. So, so uh, for me, it was a, a good year. Yeah, I took the, took the leap of leaving a full-time job to, to come on a full-time full job. You probably wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for COVID, so... It's been a... It's, it's a good outlook. And like you say, health and fitness is so important. Um, even in this time, I think a lot of people are realizing that even just working out from home, even in the living room with resistance bands, whatever it is, people yeah. are getting more active. So, and it, it's, you know, step counts and all of that. It, it's so everyone has a Fitbit now and it, it, it's so common. So I just think if you, uh, you know, if you're adhering and you're willing to put in time, it shouldn't affect you for sure. I think getting out for a daily walk is one of my favourite things that I've discovered. From oh, mate, it's the best thing you can possibly do to start your day or end your day. It's 100%. It's, it's just like a routine now for a lot of people. Yeah. It's good for the mindset. 
yeah. Yeah, no, it sets you up for the day, you know, lets you do your task. So, no, 2020 was a, a good year and 2021 should be better. Should be better. That's what I like. So, if people want to get in contact with you, Jace, what's the best way? Um, Instagram. I'm always on Instagram. I don't leave Instagram. <laughs> so, um, even, even if you just want to ask me a question about the podcast, I'm very welcome in. Just drop me a DM. Jace underscore three four five, and you know, ask away or just about services, ask away, and yeah. Jace, thanks for your time. No worries, my man. Check back in on Saturday. Yes. <laughs> and uh, let's push and put some weight on, some size. Perfect. All right, I'll speak to you soon. <laughs> thanks, Jace. Right.